Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? Hello, this is, wait for it, season three, episode four. We did it. We did. I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. Possibly our best one ever. Uh, we better not get to five. <laughs> oh, you just we're just finishing now? Ser- series finale coming up, folks. <laughs> it's going to be like Ray Donovan. I didn't realize we were finishing. Right, this we're is our gonna, movie. Going to come back and make a movie. Yeah. But, by the way, have you seen the movie? Did you watch Ray Donovan? I gave up after two seasons, but I wanted to I want to, you know, finish it and then watch the movie. It's on my list along with like 50 other shows at this point. Movies, uh, we'll start the podcast properly in a minute. Um Maybe it's a bit disappointing. Really? I, it, I, I mean, I feel like it had run its course, uh, Ray Donovan. I don't think it, it went... I don't think the standard of the show went down um, like a lot of shows do and they just keep going because it's making money and, and getting ratings. I think it was... I think it was still good and it had been great, but they kind of the, the stories had, had run their course right. with, the, with the characters. Well, didn't they also like they moved and then like, you know, I feel like the show just kind of changed. Here's my theory. Okay. Yes, it did move because um, is his name Leave or Liev? Le- I believe. Yeah, I could be totally wrong, but Liv. Let's We're just, gonna go yeah, with Liv. just call him Pompous. Liev? <laughs> Liev? Liev? Well, parents, yo. I mean, what? Um, yeah, Liev uh, said, you know, I'm five seasons into this and uh, you're making me travel to the West Coast to do it. I live in New York. I want to move the show. If his name was Leave, he'd have just stayed in LA and been grateful for the work. It's a very LA name. Uh, right. So, um, so uh, yeah, they moved the, the filming to New York, um, but it literally was d- because he wanted to walk to work rather than have to fly five hours cross country to be based in LA for the filming. What is he, secretly like a 70-year-old curmudgeon Jill? <laughs> <laughs> you did say he was in New York. Um, so, uh, but it kind of, it, it, it did fit uh, changing up the show because uh, obviously the whole aesthetic of it changed um, when it moved to the East Coast. So that, that maybe brought a different flavor of it. Although I will say this, the... Um, the, the 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 whole all of the plots of of uh, Ray Donovan were all very sort of like high octane because there's a lot going on and it's all going wrong all at once constantly until the end of each season when things kind of rectify themselves but that was what sort of like drew you in like the right. high octane level of it I actually found that it got a little bit too stressful when they moved it to New York because for the first few seasons at least it was high octane with palm trees and sunshine suddenly you put the the Manhattan itself is stressful. You put the plot of Ray Donovan in that kind of high-octane Manhattan. It was almost like I might need to smoke dope to calm down. I didn't because I'm not you, (laughs) you lazy slouch. I, I I don't think you realize how hard of a take this is. You never like the things about a show or movie that everyone dislikes like you or that you never like the things that everyone else likes like, right you i would expect you to come in like the first two seasons 
Awful. The end of the show in the movie, oh, best part ever. It's where it got good. Well, again, I, I understand that, the, you know, they needed to change a few things up and certainly swapping the West Coast for the East Coast was was a big change. But again, I felt like, oh, God, that's special. Literally, I'd watch some episodes and maybe this makes it great TV. Um, I'm talking about the, the last couple of seasons, not the movie. Uh, but you do an hour of it. And, you know, Showtime, an hour's an hour. I'm not right. even getting like, I mean, normally of the type of TV shows that I watch, um, if it's an hour show, it's 45 minutes of TV and 15 minutes of ads for I've fallen and I can't get up of course. because all the shows I like are <laughs> aimed at that demographic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all the ads are on Cozy TV. <laughs> um, but uh, 60 minutes nonstop, I, I would, Ray Donovan would finish and I'd be like, oh my God, shall I go to bed? I feel I've worn myself out. Right, exactly. Just being, just being, you know, being involved in Ray's world from a voyeuristic point of view. But they, I get that the, as I said, so I was happy with it uh, up until the end, and uh, Showtime just suddenly went, Well, that's it. And then um, Liev said, Do I look like a leave? I'm Liev. <laughs> I think you'll find I've got more sway in the world of media and entertainment than you give me. You Leaves. Be- <laughs> leave the show. Yeah. Liev, stay forever. Right. Um, so uh, so I think although it had run its course, they clearly didn't expect it just to be cut at the end of last season. And so many storylines evolve in Ray Donovan. So it was right to come back and do something to give it some sort of closure. And, you know, good on the Ray Donovan fans. Because if you believe the stories, it was people power that basically, you know, a load of people went to Showtime and went, are you having a laugh? Like, get, we, we haven't, it's not done. We, you know, we want right. more. But I think Showtime... They didn't stop it because they thought it had become crap or that the ratings had dropped. I think it was just so expensive to film it in New York. They were like, we need to, uh, you need to go back to being leave and move back to the <laughs> West Coast. If you're going to keep up this Liev Broadway stuff, then, uh, you know. Well, it's also kind of weird because I feel like Showtime always kind of got bashed for like letting their shows last too long like weeds or shameless huge hits at the start but by the end everyone's like what is this this is a horrible show with ray donovan like the popularity kind of started to fade and showtime was just like all right that's it no more show did it fade though a little bit definitely the first two seasons were like i mean HBO level right, popularity. Right, right, then right. they got like they were Showtime popular. Like they had their fans. Yeah. But well, so the movie. Uh, I won't tell you how it ends. No uh, spoilers. Yeah, ruin it. Who cares? <laughs> um, but here's my. Leave becomes leave. Well, uh, this is my uh, this is my gripe with it. I, I do think the. Um, Showtime said, all right, well, there ain't budget for a new season. You can do a movie to finish it. And I think actually that was a good idea because like I said, it did feel like it had run its course. So it didn't need another 10 episodes. A TV movie to finish it is uh, plus going back to typically what I like of TV shows. Do you know how many of those 80s long running series come back in the 90s and the 2000s for a one-off TV movie? I mean, coming (laughs) back and doing a one-off TV movie is very much in my backyard of TV shows. The cable TV movie was made for Ian Campfield. Oh, so much so. Have you seen Heart to Heart, the movie where they're about 120? You like when the star of the show was like, I'm not going back for a made-for-TV movie, so they replace him with a different actor? That's when you start paying attention. Well, a bit, but also I like it when, you know, the TV show finished when the star of the show was about 50, and now they're going to come back and do an action part 75 because they haven't got any work. Had to slip back into the superhero leotard with the belly hair 
hanging out. We've I all was, been there. Uh, because I'm this much of a pathetic sad fan, um, the TV show Rockford Files is very dear to my heart. Of course it is. And James Garner, who's a very famous American actor, not just for Rockford Files, he was in lots of things. I've got his autobiography, obviously. He came back and made TV seven TV movies of Rockford Files, like at least 25 years after Rockford Files finished. And in his autobiography, where he talks about when they came back to make the TV movies, he said, so there was an offer on the table for Rockford Files TV movies. The theme was slower, and so was I. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a perfect fit. It really was. We did 20 more. (laughs) Ray Donovan wasn't quite like that. So I think it was that there was a two-year lapse. And really, there was only a two-year lapse because of COVID. I think they were we're going to just get back to a movie to finish right. it. But I think here's my thing. Um, Liev, I noticed, uh, wrote it. Um, and I think maybe partly because, you know, he became so attached to the character, he wanted to have a big say in the way that the, the show ends. But I also wonder if Showtime went, all right, you little fucker with your silly name. <laughs> Promoting your Broadway shows. Here's another thing that annoyed me about Liev. He was on Colbert the other last week talking about this uh, the Ray Donovan show. Right. Only he didn't really. Ray Donovan was mentioned in passing. He was more intent on speaking to Stephen Colbert about how much Shakespeare he's done. I mean, he's a right little Liev when you get down to it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> no wonder John Voight secretly hates him. <laughs> Yeah, John Voight was like, can we move this along? I've got to get to Arizona to say the vote wasn't fair. Right. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to get on the line for the white people vaccines. I've got to, I've got a charity show to do with the guy from Iced Earth. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, it was written by uh, Liev and... um, and I, but I do wonder if that was partly. By the way, we'll start the podcast properly in a minute. Uh, I do wonder if that was partly uh, because he wanted to have a, a proper say in how the character ended, or was it because this whole thing was constrained by budget? So they were like, "Well, we can't really afford a writer, and we can't do this, and we can't do that." Because the other thing I noticed about it, and maybe this makes sense because the the history of the characters is rooted in Boston but almost everything in the TV movie is all done in Boston and yeah it doesn't look cheap it's all very well filmed but I'm looking upon it from like uh, maybe too much of an insider media type person point of view and I'm thinking although you've made this look good you wrap things up very quickly the star is the writer and the producer and the executive producer suddenly none of it is filmed in New York which was the big issue with Colin before and I'm kind of thinking like did they go okay well the budget used to be like yay high for 10 episodes it's like way way down here for a 90 minute TV movie use it as you wish and so you get a probably a decent use of, of, of the money again it doesn't look cheap but I came away thinking huh that's it. Like, 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 I think they're um, as a as a boss of a really badly failing radio station once said to me. I think uh, the Liev uh, made the best he could with what he had, and what he was given wasn't that much. I think to finish it off. So what you're saying is the made-for-TV movie was so bad that he's no longer going by Liev. He's not even going by Leaf. He's despite, decided to flip his name. He's now Veal Schreiber. <laughs> I will say this: I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the 1995 TV movie starring Fred Dreyer, The Return of Hunter, that was a really, really bad take on the OJ story. So so essentially your C- is the world's F, got it. 
<laughs> anyway, that's not what I came to talk to you about. No, what are we talking about? We're doing a podcast. That wasn't even the start of the podcast. How are we recording? <laughs> All right, this is episode four of four. season three. We can still count. Yeah, because you know what? We've got three more seasons, episodes into this current season than Ray Donovan did. Crushing it. Right, how about that? Yeah. Wait for our movie. You'll oh, be very disappointed. I can't wait till we get cancelled by the interweb and then we come back a couple of years later and just do a one-off. Oh, it's going to be great. That's even, It'll be like six hours. It's even on more of a budget than us producing this from my kitchen table. Coming to the dark web near you. <laughs> all right, so uh, a few things have happened. Um, it's not all been... Not all been good news since well, not good. since uh, since we last spoke. So Ray Donovan ended. I'm kind of in the middle about that. I'm, I think it was right to end it. Think it could have been a more impressive end. Cowboys. Oh, let me say this about the um, the situation with the Cowboys. I don't want to talk about it. See, this is the exact conversation that I had yesterday with Jeremy Hoffman. Yesterday was going to be the day that we were going to record the podcast. We normally we don't always stick to this schedule, but we we normally do at least record one on a Monday. I didn't, needed a mental health day. Didn't didn't do it yesterday because Jeremy couldn't get it together. Look, and and again, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's uh, illegal to tell people to man up now in the woke twenty twenty two world. But um, Jeremy and I both work for a radio organization, and uh, you know, I was asking him for some stuff. Uh, I want to do on air for my, my real job about the Cowboys yesterday. Oh, and I said, um, one floor above where we're sitting, there is a sports station, and most of those people up there are d- d- uh, people from the great state of Texas. They are going to be talking for five hours at a time about the Cowboys' loss, and all I could get out of you is... <laughs> I guarantee you on that floor above us, there were a ton of tears yesterday, okay? I'm not saying there were, but they could still construct a sentence. Let me ask you this. What's worse, right? I wasn't whining that hard. We didn't do a podcast yesterday, <laughs> did we? I mean, I gave you 24 hours because you had to get it together. I'm still not quite ready. I mean, uh, it wasn't me going, I can't do it yet. I need to formulate my opinion on Liev. Look, look. When most people deal with a loss in their family, they get a few days off work. This is more important than my family. I care about that. You when people are like, oh, the happiest day of my life was when I got married or when I had kids. I don't I don't understand how that's ever good. If like the Cowboys ever win the Super Bowl in my lifetime, that will be the happiest day of my life. Right, right, right. Fuck those kids. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not the first person I've met who's prioritized sport over their own children. I've mentioned on this podcast before. I'm going to be a great dad. My sister and I, uh, we're born three years apart, but our actual birth dates are within three days of one another in June. And the reason for that is that my dad planned having kids around the premiership's soccer season genius because if a if 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 uh if he was about to uh become a dad and it clashed with an arsenal game he would have gone to the arsenal game see that's where the nfl they don't understand they have fans like me because they added an extra week this year but what a lot of people don't realize is is that made it so about every five to seven years or something like that the super bowl is gonna fall on valentine's day just ruining the super bowl for every male <laughs> i can't hear that that's why i'm single i can't handle that if the cowboys are in the super bowl on valentine's day i'll kill myself right cowboys in the super bowl oh come on now. how many years <laughs> it's been a while all right 
said Stain. It's been a while. <laughs> was not- that what they started playing on uh, CBS or the commentary? Like when the uh, when all those those bad decisions were called and uh, Dak didn't even- do his run properly. I'm talking about this like I don't even understand the rules. Didn't do his run properly, and then suddenly, boom, boom, boom. It's been a while. What sucks is it's always it's always the <laughs> same way. Can I just get depressed and vent for a little oh, bit? Oh, here we go. It's always the same thing with the Cowboys, the, and this year, all year, they made us believe it was different they said look we're giving you a generational defensive player micah parsons your top cornerback has completely changed his game is the best in the league dak prescott he's back from injury best receiving core the offensive line is all there and so many things all year so much promise and then the same thing happened we lose and lose in the most un savory fashion possible so uh here's my question what's worse this (laughs) this is worse i don't care what you put against the holocaust i'll tell you what's worse hey by the way and frank didn't have to cheer for the 2022 dallas cowboys <laughs> other other tv news because i know you like anything jewish related i do I stay, uh, after being slightly disappointed by ray donovan i started uh, season three of afterlife also coming to an end it's the the last season of that uh, ricky gervais uh show i won't spoil it but there's an Anne frank show <laughs> well, hey, at least that's a positive because i'm gonna need a lot i'm gonna need something to cheer me up what i wanted to ask was what what's worse uh, in a situation uh, after uh, the the Cowboys uh, are out of the running for Super Bowl uh, the next day, is is it worse that you get someone like me who is uh, just a casual observer of American football, right, and uh, is quite happy to engage in conversation about it, but says, "Will you just man up and stop whining?" Or is it worse? When the day after you run into someone else who again is a casual observer of American football, right? Uh, but but this is someone who was forced to watch the game because of their partner or their friends or whatever. They went to a, they went to a, a social gathering in a bar or around someone's house, right? And they don't really understand anything more than than I do. But whereas I just told you to man up, the second type of person who I think is the worst will be the type of person that like comes up with some sort of reason, so they don't get it at all. But they go, oh well, you know. I mean, it was the throws. It was the. It was this. It was that. Right? What's the? You know, what? What's worse? Is it like someone telling you just get over it, or someone who doesn't understand the game offering up an explanation because they think they need to do that to be involved in the chat? Okay, that's a great question. Those are both two of the worst possible options to have after game. But I'll tell you, they, none of them compared to what the actual worst is. The actual worst is, is when you're watching the game with someone who doesn't really care and hasn't really watched all season and isn't as emotionally invested in the game. And they're acting like their world is crumbling because the Cowboys are losing. Like, I let me give you the example. So, yes, I watch every single Cowboys game mm-hmm. pretty much alone, <laughs> by myself at home because I, I'm i very emotionally invested. I don't need my reactions being seen by the world. And the two times this year that I watched games with other people, they happened to lose those games. Oh. So now for the playoff game, there's, there's no chance I'm watching with people. Two of my friends, though, happened to want a Sunday fun day with me. 
at the worst possible time. And they're texting me all morning. Also, no, okay, we'll go to a bar. We'll watch it. I'm like, no, no. I'm watching from home. Leave me alone. It's getting me angry because they know. Like, they know what my routine is. And they're trying to sabotage the Cowboys. Uh-huh. And so at the end of the game, I get a text from one of them who's just like, oh, this sucks. I can't believe it. How upset. And it's like, you don't care. Mm-hmm. You were trying to go out the whole time then another one of my friends who was upset he was upset that i want to abandon my love the cowboys for a couple of drinks with him text me right as the game ended how does that make you feel (gasps) i replied with the worst thing you could say to someone from the lone star state simply you are not a texan and I deleted my best friend's number from my phone. <laughs> You're breaking up with your best friend. I was very upset. <laughs> Look, I'll get over this loss. I'll be right back to the same because you'll have to deal with year. it again next year. I'll tell you this though: cheer myself up a little bit. You know who's looking pretty good right now? The Dallas Mavericks. I'm just saying we might have a chance to win it all. All right. And of course, I'll get crushed in about no, no, six no, no. We're ending now. this segment on a positive. Starting the next segment on a big positive from my world. Oh, no. We talked about one of your favorite things. Let's talk about one of my favorite things. Should I just leave? <laughs> I think I should just leave. I'm going to do this as a tease for part two. Every- I thought this was supposed to be like the day to make me feel better. Again, I just had a significant loss in I my life. I you just vent. Yeah, but now we're going to go on. <laughs> Update on Song of the Week uh, coming. Three new songs for you to choose from. I'll have a poll on my Twitter for that. And also, uh, you thought when the album came out in uh, September of last year, that would be it? Oh, no. There's some Jitsu news, and it's just got better. Better than the 82-minute masterpiece that the album is. Oh, God, I can't wait. I'm, I'm exploding with excitement waiting to tell you. Okay, let's do uh, part two of Did You America? Uh, last week on the Song of the Week, uh, New York producer had Purple Sun by Cannons, 25% of the votes. Jeremy had 911 by Teddy Swims, 25% of the vote. Uh, well Done's Crazy by Spiritualized. Uh, that wins last week's Song of the Week. Here are three new songs which you can vote for on the poll on my Twitter now. I'm at Ian Camfield on Twitter. Uh, this week, I am going with the new one by Muse, which is called One. Don't stand down. I'm going with Next to Normal by Lucius. And uh, New York producer choosing Shut Off the Lights, which is the new one by Bastille. So, Won't Stand Down by Muse, Next to Normal by Lucius, or Shut Off the Lights by Bastille. Have a look at the poll on my Twitter, at Ian Camfield, or you can uh, let us know which song you prefer. If you want to send us a message via our website, which is didyouamerica.com. It's also where you can get uh, all the old episodes of this podcast or purchase a T-shirt if you uh, feel so inclined. Didyouamerica.com is the uh, the main page for all stuff relating to this show. If you want to reach out on the socials, on Twitter, it's Ian Camfield. On Instagram, Camfield off the radio. Hey, there is a uh, a big Jizzfest update. It's taken a, a turn that I was not expecting. Things are starting to ramp up. Uh, well... Not enough. I, f- I feel like we should have the lineup for Jizzfest by now. See, you're trying to blow your load too quick. That's not how Jizzfest works. Jizzfest, it's all about the climb, you know? The climb to the explosion. The flight on the Lolita Express exactly, to Pedophile right, Exactly, you know, we're not landing yet. The party's <laughs> up in the sky. Up in the sky. Up in the sky. <laughs> 
so um, there is a uh, documentary that is going out uh, tonight on the, the day that we're recording this podcast on a, a UK TV network. Uh, and it's all about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and Prince Andrew. I think this may be the thing that made the Queen decide that she was going to strip Prince Andrew of all of his titles because that decision seemed to come out of nowhere last week. And the royal family up until that point were very much like, okay, we're aware of the Prince Andrew, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein allegations, but we're not going to say anything. And I think uh, someone probably said, hey, Queenie, we got you an advanced copy of this uh, TV documentary that's airing next Tuesday. And she went, what the fuck? I want his head. And they went, you can't take his head anymore. What about his... What it's about not his- the 1600s, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, what about- Do they call her Grandma? I don't know, but she was alive in the 1600s. She's pretty old, the Queen. Uh, and they said, uh, she said, well, if I can't take his head, what's the next best thing? And they said, well, what about his royal title? And she goes, okay, well, that'll have to do. Take those medals off his fancy coat. So, uh, here's the here's the thing. This is the latest thing in the uh, the Jizzfest developments. And again, I call it Jizzfest because I did think that there were so many famous rich people that were going to be implicated in the Jeffrey Epstein world when Ghislaine Maxwell went through all the details in her little black book. I've, I've always suggested that the lineup could be like some kind of festival event because right. of the, the A-list nature of the people involved. Plus, but, how great of a festival does Jizzfest sound like? I mean, absolutely. If they were going to have a music festival on Pedophile Island, what would it be called? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gary Glitter's headlining. <laughs> um, <laughs> <this> hey! Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, you all remember from, what, what, where do they used to play song baseball games here, or basketball? Every, every sporting uh, event. Really? The Dallas Stars, before their, song, their goal song was Pantera, it used to be Gary Glitter. <laughs> what, the, the, hey! Oh, yeah. You know what? Take, take the personal life out. It's a great song. It is a great Let's song. Let's bring it back. <laughs> It is a great song. Um, yeah, everyone on Pedophile Island is like, all right, hands up who's been to a baseball game? Who's been to a basketball game? Then you'll know this song here to perform it fresh out of jail. It's Gary Glitter. They're all like, of course we've been to them. We own the teams. <laughs> They're like, hey, yeah, we own the teams. And by the way, we've been to some parties with him. You should see what it's like backstage before he was put in jail. No one over the age of 18 is allowed in. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, so oh, Jizzfest, Jizzfest right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So... You know, I was anticipating, and you know, maybe that's going to happen. I don't know. She she seems to be not rolling on these different people, but... So the, the this the, the the big news and the development is this. So everyone's seen the photos and read the allegations of um, that uh, Prince Andrew was uh, involved with some of the girls that were allegedly being trafficked by Ghislaine in that Jeffrey Epstein world. Prince Andrew, of course, completely denies that. But the allegations in this documentary that's on British TV tonight are that actually, yeah, that may or may not have been going on. But while it was or wasn't going on, Prince Andrew and Ghislaine were back banging hard all the time. The sex tape that no one wants to see could be about to be released. You know what? The UK version of Pam and Tommy is just not as intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) 
that really is a i know i'm I'm america's biggest fan and i'm always giving you equivalents of yeah you see in america you've got blah 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 the uk version of that you go like america watch the trailer for the pam and tommy show coming to hulu in the uk itv the premier independent broadcasting network tonight gislaine and prince andrew the sex tape <laughs> you already know that it wasn't the documentary that the queen saw that made her strip prince and prince andrews of his titles. It was the sex tape. She was like, oh, this will shame the family. I can barely fuck. <laughs> she's looking she's at... She's not mad about the sex tape. She's mad about the performance. Oh, well, he's not even sweating. Put some effort into it. <laughs> well, that maybe is that she's like, for fuck's sake, Andrew, you're so out of shape, you can't even fuck effectively. And even worse, because you're so out of shape, you're sweating like a pit. You're sweating like Gary Glitter in Toys R Us <laughs> just before he's been to Juice Fest. Right. Do his headlining performance sponsored by Subway sandwiches. <laughs> Jared joke, right? Right. Just in case, you not didn't that get Subway. It. They can sponsor us still. <laughs> we won't do anything like that. <laughs> we did my joke. Who's the worst representative for Subway, Jared or Jesse Smollett? <laughs> at this point, <laughs> that's why Jared came out and was like, "Hey guys, I'm not having the worst time." And Jared was like, "Shh." Quiet, Jared. Get back in your cell. Yeah, wasn't he in the paper the other week because yes. he'd lost a load of weight? He was like, guys, I'm getting jacked in prison. They're like, we don't care. We want you to get fat. He's like, but I got to get into shape. I've got a performance at Jizz Fest. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the glitter band. Right. I'm like third on the lineup list. I'm one of the big names. Yeah, so this is the new development. We could have, I mean, to say there could be a Ghislaine Maxwell Prince Andrew sex tape is maybe a stretch. But then, you know, who thought that it was going to come down to, oh, they were fucking too? (laughs) I think that's, I mean, that has to be uh, Andrew's people, like, putting that out. Like, I mean, at this point, he has to know he's screwed. I mean, the first two trials of the very powerful people didn't work out in the favor right. of the very powerful people when usually the court cases in America work out for the very powerful yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, so he's yeah. probably now thinking like, oh, I'm not too powerful either. Well, like, also, maybe. I mean, I'm assuming, because the other thing is, is uh, because of the stupid way the whole royal family situation functions in the UK, all of those palaces and everything they do and their security and everything is is funded by uh, citizens of the UK. Like tax right. money goes to fund the royal family. I think I'm right in saying because the Queen has stripped Prince Andrew of all of his literally it sounds silly to say this but because he's been stripped of all of his royal highness he I don't think gets any anything publicly funded anymore and he's those lawyers are going to be like you know the two fucking thousand dollars a minute lawyers or whatever they are so at this point and he's never done a day's work in his life right so he's still he's got he's going to have no money because every, all the money that all the riches he did have was, right. was coming out of the royal coffers so he might need to sell the Gislaine sex tape just to, <laughs> just to finance this might actually be a plot from Andrew because he needs to sell the sex tape to pay for the lawyers to get off of the Lolita Express court case. This is why I think he leaked it. Let's say I'm gonna put myself in Prince Andrew's disgusting shoes. Right I don't now. sweat and I don't leak. Well, look, if I knew I was going down for this heinous crime, <laughs> if I knew, just joke, I would, you know, 
I would want the world to know that even though I have this creepy charge about me, you know, I also smash adult pussy. <laughs> Which, by the way, you can see on OnlyFans if you subscribe for fifteen pounds. <laughs> I, I need to pay because, these lawyers because, because my lawyer bill is through the roof. <laughs> right? I think we 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 solved the case. There you go. We know all the intricacies. Yeah. I, so I feel like we're still not getting the jizz fest. We it's like it's like the announcement of Coachella. We're not getting the lineup we wanted. Well, look, COVID has delayed many shows for the last few years. We gotta wait for this one. It'll be worth it. Uh, Jeremy wanted to do something on the uh, sleepy chicken challenge because. Uh, Kids are doing NyQuil like it's a drug, and Jeremy said, pussies. Yeah. I mean, first of all. Hang on. Let me get the story of yeah, this right. Yeah. So the, so this is the new TikTok trend, and you boil a chicken in half a bottle of NyQuil, which is supposed to be a cold remedy, but because of the level of NyQuil involved, uh, you could overdose and it could kill you. Death huh. by boiled chicken. <laughs> well, and I thought, chicken. I thought boiling things was the healthy way to go You're rather right. than frying. The fried NyQuil chicken is delicious. <laughs> this is the gateway drug, right. right? This is like the weed. If you're frying it, it's like you've gone straight to heroin. You know what's so weird? I mean, like, with the internet and cell phones, I mean, it's so easy for kids to get drugs these days. Like, they don't, it's the same with porn. Back in the day growing up, it was a struggle. You had to find, like, the shadiest guy who was, like, six mm -hmm. years older than you, and, like, mm -hmm. you had to pay him way too much money. Now you can pretty much Uber Eats yourself some weed. <laughs> so, like, why, you know, I, but I get, like, kids, kids are always, you know, they're always testing new things like before they're ready to make the jump from like <laughs> weed to like you know acid right then I, a there's lot a lot of, of personal experience being spoken of well, in this you know i'm gonna explain like a lot of my friends when we were that age you know i was when you first told me the story i was like oh that's ridiculous that's disgusting why would they do that just do real drugs and then i remember <laughs> well me and my that's friends that's how you've got that on a t-shirt just do real drugs right yeah <laughs> that is the official position of did you america just do real drugs it's my version of dare <laughs> yeah <laughs> right you know, so when me and my friends were you know 14, 15, and we were ready to experiment with new drugs. There is there is this cold medicine called Triple C's. Is this what? The, who's the rapper that did all the medicine? No, am I getting There's this right? There's so many of them. Oh, okay. I mean, just all of them. No, Lil Wayne? Lil well, Wayne absolutely took medicine in his life. No, he, isn't the, Are you talking about like coding syrup or like... <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of the sipping on the scissor is a whole another story. We'll okay. talk about that next week. Okay. Oh, there's a fun stories for right, that one. Back to the NyQuil. So, <laughs> one drug this at a time. drug triple C's, it's just like your average over the counter cold medicine. Right. But if you take like 16 to 20 of them. Are you recommending? You, oh, no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I am absolutely not recommending. This is like they're boiling chicken. Right. This is the uh, Jeremy Hoffman nutritional value cookbook for no, drugs. I, I would say that, like, you know, I can change, but at least with that, like, I don't think NyQuil, I mean, like, I have never combined it with chicken, mm. but I'm pretty sure NyQuil doesn't get you high. I'm pretty sure that's just them, like, making themselves sick. And, like, like there's a... There's a prison drug that me and my friends used to always laugh about. In when you were in prison. Right. It's called Jankum. And like you just basically combine like pee and poop and throw up in a jar oh. and let it ferment. Oh. And then you inhale it oh. and you're disgusted, but people in jail think that they're getting high from it. It could either be a jail drug 
or something people pay a fortune for in an art gallery. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no, I paid a fortune for it my first time. <laughs> but so you that's not getting high. At least when I ate those 20 triple C's, I saw things that were not there. Right. Right. Also, um, it seems like an unlikely combination to me because NyQuil puts you to sleep and uh, chicken is a great source of protein. I mean, surely you should be boiling NyQuil with a load of carbs. Right. Right? It's just these diets are all messed up. I mean, this is just bad nutritional <laughs> drug balance. Yeah, at least, you know, when I'm smoking a joint, I'm making sure I have it balanced out with a nice drink. Right. Not, right. not a piece of chicken. No. Like a weirdo. No. I do is... combine it with chicken quite a bit, actually. <laughs> well, weed comes nuggets, in everything yeah. now, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Whoa. Weed, chicken, nugget. Again, podcast over. I got to hit the lab. Is this not a thing? I thought weed is literally in everything oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. You can put it in anything. No, but doesn't it? Surely someone's already doing weed, chicken, nuggets. You were just too stoned to realize. I feel like there's not any form of edible anything that weed is not in now if you go to a proper rich person who's a like a, a rich person's house who's a proper like weed fiend like you but you're you're piss poor right, right. if you were rich like i've got oh, a friend i've got a friend so in la weed. and i can't have anything from her fridge when i go around to her house even though she's very hospitable and says help yourself because literally everything has got weed in yeah, it I and, labels. I don't, and she and and you know she she she's i mean she's actually one of these crossfit people i again that's another thing i don't understand how you do all the crossfit but yet you you enjoy as much weed as you do maybe because crossfit is so fucking painful the only way to rehab afterwards is to be stoned the whole time but i can't have anything from her fridge because literally everything has got weed in it and she can afford to have the full like if there was a weed catalog she'd just go give me two of everything and i think inside that catalog there is literally everything i can't believe someone has not done uh weed wings weed wings i just can't wait for that day i mean like you're describing the future so beautifully here's my perfect world you know how when you go to the mcdonald's drive-thru and some of the fancier mcdonald's have the two the two lanes oh yeah the one, the first lane, original McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Second lane, weed McDonald's. See, they're, they're, they're doing it wrong for you, McDonald's and KFC. Their big alternative is all their plant based bullshit. You yeah, just I want, want a different weed, plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I want a soy plant. When they call it Beyond Meat, you're like, yeah, but how far beyond right, will it take yeah. me? Space. <laughs> I want the Bed Bath & Beyond shit, not just the Beyond <laughs> shit. All right, we're nearly done, but I'm going to uh, just say one thing. You know, your dream world is a drive through McDonald's where there's two two options and there's regular McDonald's and the other option is everything that's on the McDonald's menu, but it's weed infused. Not just my dream, the world's dream. Do you know what my dream is? Not that. My dream is that... After releasing one of the best albums of their career in September of last year, Iron Maiden decide that even though they're a band who by this point will be 45 years into their active career and 17 studio albums, most bands at this point, if they were going to play an album in full, would go back 30 so years to what people would call the peak period of any band in the first 10 years where they're starting out. They'd pick one of these so-called classic albums to play in full. You know what my dream is? My dream is that not this year, because it's good to have things to look forward to, 
But after this year, when Iron Maiden have gone out and done some touring that they've been meaning to do for the last couple of years, but COVID cancelled it and played a sort of a hit set that already in the future, in 2023, so we're talking about them promoting a tour that is after a tour that hasn't even started yet. They're going to go, you know what? You know what sounds good? All 82 minutes of Sunjitsu in its entirety live. Oh, it happened! Ah, oh, there's the Camfield I know and love. Not the one who says, I hate the new Ray Donovan <laughs> with the rest of the world, but the one who says, let me take the Iron Maiden album that nobody cares about and pay to see that live. In full! Run to the hills? No! I'm leaving. <laughs> the parchment? Yes! Let me get the double version for 26 minutes. <laughs> I love it. See, this is where they are the gift that keeps on giving if you're so inclined. Because... It's kind of ridiculous that any band would be able to be releasing an album 40 years into their career that's 82 minutes in length and only 10 songs, right? <laughs> an album that just that just on disc, the final three songs from the album total 35 oh minutes. <laughs> that These numbers and what I'm saying is a ridiculous concept to have on an album, let alone a 17th studio album from a band that are already 40 years old. The only way you can make that more ridiculous is to say, you know what, we love that album so much. In 2023, we're going to ignore the previous 45 years of music that we've released, and when we go on tour, we're just going to play that album in full. (sighs) You know, that's, that's actually why I have so much respect for Iron Maiden fans. Because it's not just you. There's a lot of very dedicated Die fans. Uh, to the point where it's it's almost like it's the only thing they care about. The way I care about the Cowboys, yes. Iron Maiden fans yes. care about Iron Maiden. Yes. So normally when you have these passionate music fans, you know, they would just want to hear the hits. They want to hear the also. I mean, look. I went to Dead and Company last year. Mm-hmm. It's a totally new band. They're still just like, play the music from the 70s. Right. Most people, that's what they want. The new stuff, they could do without. They respect their Couple uh, of right songs. to do it. Right. Yep. That's the pee break. Everyone knows that. Yes. Iron Maiden fans pee during Run to the Hills. <laughs> and Bruce Dickinson at this point must just be up there like, do they not know that this is the, this is the song? <laughs> This is one more. I'm gonna say this. Are and then these f- all new fans? I'm gonna say this and then finish. This is this is like it, it, it's almost like the, it's getting more ridiculous by the day. And I just when I feel like I couldn't love them more, and most people would think I couldn't love them more. My love, like my hardens, getting bigger for Iron Maiden. <laughs> so on Saturday, they basically said R- R- Bruce Dickinson has just started doing. Um, he's doing a spoken word show. Uh, he did an autobiography, and there's like a spoken word show off the back of that. Um, it's just started in America. He's working it hard. He's doing like two and a half months, going literally everywhere across America doing this spoken He's word show. He's opening for Chappelle. <laughs> so um, he was doing some interviews talking to, to promote the spoken word show. And um, the, 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 this was where the information that they're in 2023, they're going to... That's also what I love. As I said, there's six months after he's done his spoken word thing, there's six months of touring where they're doing a, a thing called Legacy of the Beast. So it's not greatest hits, but it's old stuff. Right. 
There's six months of that still to come. And I'm making like, yeah, yeah, never mind that. 2023, <laughs> all of Sunjutsu's <laughs> coming, right? Wait, so like, they, they're not just planned. I understand planning the tour a year in advance, but they have two other separate tours be- to- before that tour? Well, Bruce Dickinson's got a full American stand-up tour that's happening now. And then Iron Maiden go out around Europe and parts of the States over, it's about four months later this year, doing what they call Legacy of the Beast. So it's a retro tour. And then 2023, Sanjitsu live in full. Man, I've never been more into COVID in my life. <laughs> Let's get some delays. <laughs> this is the other thing I wanted to add. So he's doing the first night of the stand-up tour. And there's a Q&A bit, right? And someone asks the question, why have you never played Alexander the Great, right? Now, you won't know this, but I'll just say this. So Alexander the Great is a song from the 80s by Iron Maiden, right? Okay. It's 10 minutes. Do you know who Alexander the Great is? It's the one who pulled the sword from the rock. Oh, God. King Arthur? Oh, that's, no. Oh, he was the one who chopped the heads. He chopped the heads and had all the okay. wives. Alexander the Great. I know things. <laughs> Alexander the Great is a man from ancient Greece, right? Wow. Yes. Did he ever chop heads? Oh, well, yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, that's what I was right about He was that. a warrior from okay. ancient Greece. I'm sure he right. had some wives. So Iron Maiden have got a song, a 10-minute song from the 80s called Alexander the Great that basically tells the story in 10 minutes of Alexander the Great's life perfectly historically accurately in chronological order and bear in mind that he's from ancient Greece can you imagine how hard it is to rhyme names of places and people that were around in ancient Greece that goes on for 10 minutes right this is a song that's so ridiculous they've never played it live but it came up in a in the Q&A bit of Bruce Dickinson's stand-up show last night in Florida and he went well here's some breaking news We've actually had a, a few meetings about set lists and discussions about, you know, what our future plans are. And that song takes a lot of singing and playing. And yeah, we've never done it before. We think not this time, as in this coming tour, but the next time we're thinking about putting it in the set. So that means that in 2023, a full two hour show could be the entire Sinjitsu album followed by a 10 minute encore of Alexander <laughs> the Great. <laughs> it's, it's like that, you know, most hackers are looking for like banking information and like secrets. Your hacker has just got all your love and interest and passed it on to Bruce Dickinson and make a tour for him. <laughs> Oh, yes! Bruce Dickinson is like the one guy who heard R. Kelly's trapped in the closet and was like, this is genius. I need another 20 minutes. Kids, I urge you to do a Google search. Just don't listen to the song. Not for R. Kelly. No, no. Just uh, Google Alexander the Great Iron Maiden lyrics and just read how ridiculous the lyrics are. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All right. I need to have some alone time. <laughs> oh, God. I got to go. <laughs> DigiAmerica.com if you want to talk to us via the website. If you want to do it on the socials, on Twitter, I am at Ian Camfield. On Instagram, it's Camfield off the radio. Thank you for listening to this one.